Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. might have heard about the special guest we've got coming in we're paying host to a live to vinyl session from tim burgess he's presently setting up in our sister studio and the moment he's finished recording uh, two new songs to vinyl he's going to walk around the corner to this studio fresh vinyl in hand uh, we're going to be the first people to listen to it here on the show Tim is, of course, best known for the job he's held down for exactly three decades now, and that, of course, is a frontman with the Charlatans, whose Live It Like You Love It live album got its maiden vinyl release on Saturday's Record Store Day drop. The first of three staggered Record Store Days spread over a couple of months. Uh, the track you're about to hear was recorded live in Manchester, with Johnny Marr helping out on guitar. This is Weirdo. Okay, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Johnny Marr. Tim Burgess is outside. Hello. Hello. Hi, Sharon. Um, come in. Any of you, come in. <laughs> We've got Sharon Organs outside as well, but I don't know if Sharon's coming in. Uh, so Tim's finished his track. And uh, hello. Uh, are you coming in, guys? Come in. Come in. Hi, Tim. How are you? Have we got a mic for Tim? How are you? You got vinyl? You got the record? Yeah. How did it go? Sharon yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Hi, Sharon. Sharon Horgan, we, 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 an old friend. We did a thing together and she chose a charlatan's track on the Desert Island Discs as well, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. I think your mic's on, Tim. How's it going? Very excited to see you. I think we're all very excited to hear the fruits of your labours. Um, so, um, let's. Um, so, so what have we got here then? So we got. Uh, so I'm holding uh, a, a freshly etched 12-inch single. In my, it's a bit of an onerous responsibility, isn't it, Tim? Were yeah. Gonna, did we worried that you might drop it on the way? Um, I, I did. Yeah, second guess myself a little bit when I was uh, having my photograph taken. You know. Of where to put it, and I thought I better just hold on to it. I know I don't yeah. really, I don't really like having these responsibilities, but um, you know, I'm bra- <laughs> bravely struggling on, Tim. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so, um, so how many were in the band today? Seven today. Seven. Um, yeah, it was very nice. You must have not really seen them very much over the last 
few months. No, because um, we went to New York in March. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, I think we were on pretty much the last flight back before major lockdown, and mm, and, um, mm. and so it's been it, it, it's been a, it's been a long time, and obviously we've stayed in touch via Zoom, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, and all the were, other things. Were these but, your, like, first rehearsals? Uh, yesterday was the first rehearsal, yeah. Actually, uh, we had a new member yesterday as well, um, Helen. Helen um, O'Hara. Now, O'Hara. Helen, did you even know Helen prior to the sort of... Uh, you, oh, I think we're going to... I've, I've, no, I've known Helen <laughs> since 1982. Have you? OK, hold that thought. <laughs> but she's only <laughs> known me for uh, one day. She's known you... Oh, I see. OK, OK, I think... Um, we're joined. Hi, hello, Sharon. How are you? Okay. We've got Sharon Horgan guesting as well. Now I can't. I'm I'm like ninety percent surprised to see you here, but I'm not hundred percent surprised to see you here because, of course, we've met. We we did an event together, didn't yeah, we? We did. That was years ago. Do you want to come? You don't have to. You know, it's entirely. <laughs> <laughs> that was what a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, are I was trying to remember it the other day, and I I, I couldn't really. But it's I know for it's, a book. It was it was for your book, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah it's the second book. I was book. just like hanging on. I was just like ligging. Ligging, well, I'm sorry, you're doing a little bit more than that. Um, but, um, and I heard, funnily enough, the other week I, I listened to your Desert Island Discs oh, with Lauren, you? which was just, it was so funny. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not sure, I, yeah, I think the bits that were meant to be funny were funny, you know. But, uh, oh, that's what good. was the, st- the story about how you lost your, you, how you kind of, you, you finally quit your job? Uh, oh, the job centre job. Yeah, when, when you were asked to just clear up. When I was asked up. to clean up human feces. Yeah. Fishies. <laughs> yeah. you, it was I was like, delighted to tell that story. It was so brilliant to hear that story on Radio 4. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear it, Tim? I absolutely loved it, yeah. yeah I loved yeah. it. It was nerve-wracking doing Desert Island Discs. Actually, I was talking to your um, wife about it because mm. I, I did a sort of uh, um, a quick course in everyone else's Desert Island Discs before, before I did it. Yeah, well, yeah, as you would. I thought, yeah. uh, but anyway, it was great to to see human excrement referenced on Radio Four. <laughs> Thank you so much. On Sunday morning, we, were, we both felt very proud of you. We were literally together in the car. We did a little air punch at that moment. Um, so you and you chose a Charlatans track. On I did. That, so yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was now. Was it the only one I know? Yeah, it was. Well, it was oh. because of Camden. I mean, it's it's not a simple thing to do because it's not just choosing your favourite songs. It's like mm. you have to have like stories and like time in your life to talk about so I was thinking about my misspent 30s that followed my misspent 20s and Mm. um, there was a lot of hanging around the good mixer in Camden and listening to that kind of music I love hearing stories from people who were that involve kind of uh, consecutive years of inactivity because it makes me feel better about all my it's years. Good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, I was inspired by your indolence, Sharon. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you a, again. It made me think that in five years' time, I'd be I might be as busy as you. Are. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did it go? Were you were you both at the session as well? Yeah, myself Fantastic. and my daughter Sivy went into. Uh, <laughs> she is um, yeah, just entered to listen because I haven't seen him in in months. Yeah, Part, been, panicky FaceTiming at the beginning of the pandemic. Like, yeah. Are you okay? You yeah. were always in a field. I was always in a field. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get some Wi-Fi. Yeah. Is, oh yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. I had one of those with you as well. Yes, you did. But yeah, that's that was it. It was an interview for this, right? It was for Soho Radio. Yeah. 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 I think there must be some, like a kind of a, a bare patch of grass, which is like on in, next to your house, which must be the only bit where you can get a decent Wi-Fi signal. It was windy as well. 
It is windy, yes. I can, yeah, I can hear the wind, yes. <laughs> okay, should we play the first track? So this is an exclusive Soho Radio vinyl session from yourself, yeah, Tim Burgess, in case any aliens have wandered in. <laughs> um, and so this track, I haven't even... Ke- I mean, I'm not going to... I'm just going to drop the needle and hope for the best. Yeah. Is it 33? It's got to be 33, I imagine, right? <laughs> Do we know? We don't know. Okay, we'll have to figure this one out then. Okay, so this is let me get my levels right. I don't want to fuck this up. Uh, lucky creature. Oh. Oh, lo and behold, I fucked it up. <laughs> right, let's. Okay, this running group is. I'm going to have to adjust the uh, the tone arm a bit there. Yeah. Bit, well, spon- a bit deep. This is the only uh, spontaneous tone arm adjustment <laughs> I've ever done on my show. I'm hoping it will make all the. Do- Absolutely fantastic. Not my words. Gary Lester on Twitter, I just noticed, said, uh, well, they're my words as well. I just literally looked at my screen. So I see my, my thoughts reflected back at me. That was brilliant, Tim. You, I thought so, yeah. You look great. relieved. Uh, well, yeah, I just had no idea. Yeah. No, you, well, you wouldn't really, would you? <laughs> no, because, of course, uh, people don't realise when you're on stage, you know, it, you don't... When you're on stage with a band, yeah. it, it never it's not going to sound the same to you as it does to people out front, does no, it? No, no. Uh, I just... You know, I just have um, enough of everything just to sort of like, so I can make sure I'm in tune, really. Right, okay. And then, uh, just, and then I just let it all out. So how do you gauge when you're sort of in a play? You, earlier on, we play, we sort of almost opened the show with uh, the, uh, that, that, uh, the version of, of Weirdo from the live album that just, just oh, yeah, came out as yeah, part of yeah, the record, record store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it just sounded electrifying. But do you do, how do you know when you're sort of in that moment there that it's uh, it, what are your cues to know that it's really going well? Oh uh, well, that particular version of Weirdo, uh, I think we just introduced Johnny Marr, so that was kind of an electrifying moment as, as as it is. But I mean, I think he, you know it, the, the two guitars added a lot, you know, to to that song, which yeah. is also the fact that most people who were in the audience knew that song as well. Mm. Adds for extra yeah you, you know. know so that so you'd be are you more likely to know from the the audience in front yeah of you? yeah all the time yeah. yeah i can never really hear myself on stage i have to if there's somebody singing with me on stage i have to look them in in the eye and and then i kind of like know that i'm in tune right okay don't, i don't know what that is but so if someone in the in the front row thinks you're looking at them they probably you probably are looking at them I, yeah i'm looking at them mouthing the words and then i'm kind of like yeah exactly Oh, no, I can't see any further than the, the, the front row because okay. I never wear glasses on stage. Is okay. that what you meant? Uh, well, no, you know when something you go to a gig and someone says, oh, we, he was looking at me, and you sort of think, <laughs> well, no, it wasn't, you know. You can humour them, you know. Um, uh, but actually, they might, there's a good chance they might have been looking yes, at you. Yes, good know. chance, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's good to know. But any further back than the front couple yeah. of rows... Not much chance. Yeah, Robert Smith said he doesn't like he doesn't like playing small venues right. because he doesn't really want to see the reactions on the individual faces of people. It freaks him out. Wow, that's not you don't you don't necessarily <laughs> you don't agree. Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about Robert Smith, really, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you do because like, he just looks up in the air, doesn't he? A lot, a okay, lot of he's omnipresent. Yeah. Um, so. Um, the listening parties, they just continue... Are they just going to go on forever? I think so, yeah. They, but, they, but, seem, they seem to 
be naturally doing that. But what I'm worried about you because this is every night. This is like what, what's you know this is you're going to get you're going to get exhausted. You're going to what's going to happen to you? Well, um, I've lost a bit of weight, I think. <laughs> um, but um, apart from that, I'm all right. Yeah, so you, it's, it's it's quite easy because you know I mean uh, other people come. Um, and, and to do the listening party, and, and they take over my Twitter feed, really. So that's I, all I have to do, really, is introduce them. And, and I ask people where they're listening from, um, and you know, I have a few things that I do, and you know, make the occasional comment. But but you can you can sort of you can sort of go go off and make a cheese toasty, and not really feel like you have to be kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. <laughs> okay, I loved your Twitter intervention the other day. When uh, when that who I can't remember who it was, but the, when that Vice article on uh, what they called landfill yeah, India yeah, appeared, yeah, it's important. And you sort of uh, you kind of wrote to the defence of the bands that were featured in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just for the fact that you know, I mean, that I think you know, everyone. It is it, it's, it's about people who kind of learn through those bands, you know. Really, I mean, I, I guess it was supposed. It, it it would have. I, I imagine if the person who wrote the piece here was, uh, they say, well, I was trying. They'll probably say, well, I like the songs really, but I guess no one wants to be called a land a landfill anything, do they? No, I I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I feel like sti- it was sti- sticking up. It's sticking up for him a bit. I feel like it was a stealthy guilty pleasures type <laughs> type move on there. Like it's like, but you know, you don't sort of the, uh, at some point. It was like the first move to there being a kind of guilty guilty pleasures revaluation re- of Maybe, a lot of these yeah. bands. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you could think of a nicer term for it. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, you know, yeah, not, very, go- not good. I was very cross about the young, <laughs> yeah. the young knives being in there. I've got to say, but, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you did two songs for yeah. for the session. Mm-hmm. So uh, so the, the, the sweet sweet sorry old me was going to be uh, your? yeah a sweet sweet old sorry me yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, so that's what we've got on this. Thing. It's going to be on the B side, yeah, which is it's quite difficult to separate them as A and B, but right, double okay. A maybe. Double A, yeah. You can be like the jam, can't you? you don't yes. Need to have the... Yes. Okay, I'm just going to gingerly lower the the stylus down in here. And any notes you want to any listening notes you want to add before I press play on it? Um, no, I think we were really pleased with this one. Um, and how about your new member of the band? Tell me about She that. was really pleased with it. Um, you know, Helen, um, I've been a, a, an admirer uh, from afar. And um, I, I asked her, because through the listening party, we seem to kind of connect um, quite well. And um, Peter Broderick moved back to Ireland, so it wasn't really an option for him to, to do the session. Um, and um, I've been thinking about Helen for a while, knowing that Peter was going to leave. So I gave her a call, and she was really happy to oblige. And then um, yesterday, I kind of, in front of everybody, you know, I, I asked if she'd come on tour with us, and so she couldn't say no, really. Did everyone cheer when she said yes? They did, actually, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they should. <laughs> So you now have a formal connection to... Sorry, Hugh's doing something with it. Which one? This that one? fader. That fader. Where are we going with it? Middle one. Is that better? No, just... Oh, you'll have to come round. Oh, don't worry. Come round. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you now have a formal musical family tree connection to Dexter's Midnight Runners. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, actually, we've um, played with Jim before. Uh, trombone. Jim Trombone. Right, yeah. Jim Patterson. Jim Patterson. And, uh, and Sean Reed as well. Um, but um, yeah, it's nice to spend time with, with, with you know, a, a Dexy. 
I've, I've obviously I've given um, I've given uh, Kevin a um, an award. Yeah. Um, which um, was you know quite quite frightening really, but but you know totally memorable and and you know I was obviously thrilled to do it as well. Your zelig like presence in the uh, in contemporary music never fails to astound me. What about giving Kevin an award? Well, you know, you just you sort of there's a connection. You can play like two degrees of Tim Beckley <laughs> instead of like <laughs> six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You can play like but one and a half degrees of Tim Burgess. I think. Well, the it's, thing with Kevin, the frightening thing about presenting an award to Kevin was that he'd seen me present an award to Dion Warwick and asked to read the speech. Um, he agreed with everything that I'd said about it, and it was six pages. Right. Um, so when I was asked to present an award to Kevin, um, I thought, right, I, be- I better do something that's even more impressive than the Dion Warwick one, which, I mean, it was quite easy to do hmm. in, in, in lots of ways, but it had to be longer and more, you know, of course, and more yeah. gusto. In your in your place, I would have been similarly um, <laughs> yeah. careful. But he so really so. enjoyed it, so uh, that was, that's you know, the, um, the, a great outcome. Absolutely. You're, you're a man of great outcomes. <laughs> um, so we're going to hear side B, uh, Sweet Old Sorry Me, uh, the second track of our exclusive Soho Radio Tim Burgess yeah. vinyl session. Let's see what happens, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> 